Hey, what's up, people? One more rep podcast. Brody, lazy-ass Jenna. She's literally laying down. She's taken sitting no. to a whole new level. Yeah, I have video evidence. My legs are just sprawled out. Yeah, it's called laying down. She's literally <laughs> laying down. Uh, so she's taking the whole sitting to uh, another level. Congratulations on level 99, Jenna, of being lazy. I just like to relax while I'm talking to the world. <laughs> the world. <laughs> you know, you're the most active, lazy person I know. Well, that happens. <laughs> Are you lazy because you're so active? You It requires so much energy to do certain things. You just need naps and rest and snacks in between. I like that idea. We'll yeah. go with it. So what's been up, man? Mm, nothing really. Been really busy working a lot. Like what? Weddings. There's John number one, ladies and gentlemen. We are less than a minute in. Well, it's early. It is noon. <laughs> <laughs> Literally <laughs> noon. Not quite. Almost. 11.44. I apologize. I stand corrected. Jenna is right. Mark that one up. All right. So I've been busy at work. We didn't record last week. Yep. A couple people were pissed. That's okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> they have like other novels, novel <laughs> episodes that they can go back through. I'm sure they missed something. So Jenna's anti-novel long podcast. So I had to kind of come to terms with her today she didn't know this but i told her we were going to take breaks every 30 minutes so she can snack pee and recharge because her attention span past 30 minutes is pretty lacking and when i'm sitting there and i'm talking to jenna and it looks like well she's actually goes cross-eyed and starts drooling um it's kind of it kind of like throws me off a little bit so if i start to veer off that's probably what happened because mm-hmm. she's cross-eyed and drooling and she's actually fully laying down. I am not. No, you are laying down. My legs are just sprawled. You're laying on the couch. <laughs> but my chest is up. <laughs> are you kidding me, dude? Which means I'm sitting up. You're, you're oh my God. Anyway, so, been busy. We didn't record. Um, just the schedules kind of got the hectic. Uh yeah, I'm not going to say that that's not going to not happen again. So, you know, there's a big thing that I wanted to make sure that we do is that we bring something fresh and nothing forced. And sometimes getting a topic that kind of kind of flows is is tough sometimes you know we've been doing this for 100 and this is 118 (laughs) how many things can you talk about in crossfit and um and keep it fresh but i think they really don't care what we talk about though i think it's mainly just hearing our voices (laughs) i feel like it's comforting yeah i don't think that translates (laughs) (laughs) like you think uh but no um The last two episodes we we did were really, really tough. Um, not only were, you know, we did a three-hour one and then a two-and-a-half-plus-hour one. It's not the length. 
I think is the topics. The the first one really, when we talked about HQ and Black Lives Matter, you know, that one kind of sucked the energy. I think everybody's kind of beat down at that point of hearing about it. But unfortunately, you can be beat down hearing about it, but there's still things going on that affects what you love. And a lot of us use CrossFit as an outlet and it was dramatically affecting the vibe inside CrossFit. And if you go inside of any gym, what's the one of the most important things? It's the vibe. It's the vibe inside the gym. And the vibe inside the CrossFit culture was definitely taking a hit. There was a lot of uncertainty, um, a lot of things being said, a lot of people speaking out, uh, a lot of people de-affiliate. Not a lot. I mean, it's not a lot. We'll talk a little bit about that. But, you know, just sometimes you, the loudest voice you hear are the ones that aren't the majority, unfortunately, and fortunately at the same time. Meaning sometimes people will who are voicing their opinion are very loud about it. Sometimes it does, they don't represent everybody. And I think that's kind of the thing that we were at a crossroads in CrossFit is a lot of, <clears throat> a lot of gyms or people were speaking a certain tone. And there's a lot of us like, Hey, you don't speak for us. Cause you never, they never spoke for me. I know they didn't speak for Jenna in this as well, because it's cool to have your opinion, but don't step up the plate acting like you represent me because you don't. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So with that said, we've had some more stuff kind of happen in CrossFit. Um, it officially sold, uh, I guess, at July 1st is the actual takeover. Okay, so that's that's definitely interesting, right? We got, um, for example, imagine if in two days um, someone else was going to run CrossFit Access and I was no longer part of it. Mm-hmm. Be kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> don't hesitate on me you're like hell yeah about time you're out of this bitch no um you know we've already we've covered the greg thing a lot and there's some more stuff that had come out about his uh what would you call that his nasty mouth uh that and being like a perv yeah you know Doing it in the workplace, like, you know, open, openly doing and making inappropriate comments to females. And making them, not even just like comments, but like how it made them feel like uncomfortable to even be there. But it's like, are you going to lose your livelihood or? What are you talking about? I feel like for them, like, because... According to that podcast, it was kind of like a power thing. It was um, like either you're going to come out about it and stand up to him and A, possibly get sued. Right. Bye. And then B, also lose your livelihood, which he would your, your pay financial. them. Yeah, he would pay them like a good amount so that they wouldn't leave or say things. Can I ask you this, though? If it was so bad, if it was so disgusting... Was there any, any amount of money that would keep you there? No. I mean, that one job that I worked at, um, and somebody was kind of being that way to me. Remember, I called off, and then I came here, and I just set up for my bloody valentine. I don't. When I was teaching, I was working with somebody. And oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So, 
anyways, I'm, we're not going to get into that. I, I think what I, why I brought that up is we can't forget where this came from, where CrossFit started. And just because some dude's a perv, I, I don't agree with it. Um, but at the same time, we don't know the whole story. Some people, maybe they let him on. You know, there's always two sides to every story. He could be completely wrong or he could be, you know, let on. Who who fucking knows? Um, the only people that know are the people that happen to, and, and third parties really don't matter at this point. So don't lose sight of, you know, he created something that we're actually talking about. He created something that over 15,000 affiliates are doing. Uh, if you take the just an average of 100 members per affiliate, which is probably a little low. Um, that's a lot of people doing something we love. And that's not including the people doing it in the garage and things like that. So selling CrossFit is a big deal, okay? And today we're going to talk about the future of CrossFit. And, you know, I was, I was struggling to come up with a topic. This was in the back of my head about, I don't know, a week-ish ago. Um and I kind of threw out the Jenna, and she thought it would be cool to talk about. And she rarely agrees with me, so obviously it has to be have some continuity here. All right. So the future of CrossFit, I want to really start back to when it was created. All right. It was formally created in 2000 by Greg and Lauren Glassman. Uh, they're no longer married, obviously. She married someone in a prison or some shit. I don't know. It's what Google said. <laughs> um, she got a lot of money. I know that. Got a lot of money. Uh, but truly, it started in 1995 in Santa Cruz, California. He was doing personal training, and was he kept getting overbooked. And instead of turning people away, he just created a group-style class. Mm-hmm. All right? So he has a gymnastics background. He's got a lot of shit because um, he doesn't do CrossFit anymore. Just look at him. He's out of shape. You know what? Fuck you. All right? It's just, you. Sh- first off, CrossFit's not about looking at someone and talking shit about how they look. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't give a shit if they're the founder or not. He's he's 60-some years old. Um, not that that's an excuse. He's running, uh, was running, uh, a very extravagant business that's still young. It's 10 years. Like, it's just over 10 years old. That's, that's young as shit. I don't really care. Like, you know, there's growing pains in every sport. There's growing pains in every business. And if you think CrossFit is not susceptible to that, you're crazy. But to people who are dogging because he has a gut and he doesn't look like he CrossFit, I see a lot of people at CrossFit that don't look like they CrossFit. I got a lot of people that I know that have been told don't look like CrossFit. I'm like, well, what the fuck's that look like? I think the only thing I will say this, like, no, I don't really care that he doesn't do CrossFit. I know that he came up with the methodology and whatever, but like as for I think more for the nutrition side because he's always pushing like health and fitness and like, um, you know, diabetes and those kinds of things. And then like you're, I mean, he's not like obese by any no, means, but he has a gut. He's, he's a little overweight, but it's just like, um, even like the paleo stuff, like, dude, you do not do paleo. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, I think that's the only thing for me. I don't really care if he crossfits or not, but I guess just you from lose, a nutrition standpoint. You lose credibility. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. You know, even as an owner... And things that I do in class, I, I've had a couple times where like, oh, man, you do exactly the way you teach us. I'm like, no shit. Like, of course I'm going to do this movement exactly how I yeah. t- teach you. Like, it's because I believe in it or I wouldn't be teaching. And I, if, if I think it's the best and it's good enough for you, why the fuck wouldn't I do it? It doesn't make sense, right? 
So you lose credibility, and regardless, though, you know, <clears throat> I know a lot of athletes that were Hall of Fame athletes that are extremely overweight. Why? Because they worked out for almost their entire life. Yeah. They, you know, he was a high-level gymnast. He worked out most of his life. He's worked out longer than most people have been alive that do CrossFit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, these young people, they're being little punks. Like, grow the fuck up. Stop trying to bully and, and talk smack about Greg because he has a gut. Because you're already insecure about how you look anyways. You're you're fluffy too. So just you're not at the peak of your conditioning either. You know what I mean? It's like d- nitpick yourself. Don't nitpick others or nitpick others. That just drives me nuts. And it's always kind of bugged me. I've never been an advocate of Dave or, Dave or um, Greg. Uh, but I don't like people picking on others and pointing things out like flaws. Um, so back on topic here. Uh, so he started the group method. He had 250 affiliates by 2007. So in seven years, went from zero or one to 250. All right. And then seven years later, by 2014, he had 9,000. Pretty big growth. Yeah. Something happened in between those two times, though, the CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. All right. And Reebok. Uh, and currently they have 15,000, over 15,000 affiliates worldwide. If you take the ones who do de-affiliated, you probably have 14,000. Maybe. Maybe or maybe more. I, I don't would think more, but. Yeah. It, I, it, honestly, Morning Chalk Up tried to create, and they're, they're on news, they're on media, and I think they tried to create some type of controversy throughout all this. I, I didn't agree with that angle on them. Um, you know, getting information is one thing, but it was kind of like they had an agenda. And I, I don't like that. I've seen it in the CrossFit affiliate forums, which I'm no longer a part of because of politics and things like that. And um, and that's okay. I'm not missing much. There's a bunch of useless information. It's just the point of being removed from something uh, for no reason because you have a disagreement with someone else. Um, and I think that's the angle I, I unfortunately seen the morning chalk up take. But you have contributors. You have writers. And not all those will represent the morning chalk up, yeah. but they do represent the morning chalk up. All right. So in 2007, the CrossFit Games were created where the winner received a whopping $500 in cash. Mm-hmm. 500 bucks, man. I know. That's weird. That's what I got for my first fight. Oh. Yeah. That so, was a lot of money, though, for you. You're young. At 17. Fuck yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, like, <laughs> oh my God, I could buy so much things. Dude, I could buy a cell phone. <laughs> That's what I did. Anyways, um, so five hundred dollars. Uh, it's now up to two hundred fifty thousand for individuals. All right, so big, big price increase. That sponsorship money. Um, you know, I can't even imagine that. I don't know. Like that amount of money, who wouldn't work hard for that? Two hundred fifty. Yeah. But the problem is, though, eh, I'm eh, third place is say it's. $50,000, right, before taxes, I mean, you're you're probably roughly going to make forty. Still, that's a lot of money. To get once a year, Jenna, and you have to do there. <laughs> like, what happens when you don't get... Yeah, I mean, what yeah. Happen, what happens when you get sixth and you get, like, 15 Gs? Well, I would say that you probably <laughs> shouldn't maybe rely on that money, but I guess if you're, like, devoting your life... I think that's the cool thing about sanctionals, which I guess we'll talk about later. But yeah, absolutely. Um, 
I found this interesting post kind of when researching this. Uh, Dave Castro posted on the CrossFit message board, uh, the 2008 CrossFit Games will be in uh, Roma's California, July 5th and 6th. This would give plenty of people uh, time to search for cheap flights and hotel deals. Uh, there will not be an East Coast CrossFit Games. East Coast affiliates can have their own competitions in preparation to send people out to the games. I will not call these CrossFit Games qualifiers because at this time we are not we are allowing anyone to come, which is unique. Anybody could go to the CrossFit Games in 2008. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to go, you could sign up and go. Yeah. Which is pretty crazy, right? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine doing that now? No. <laughs> I would shit my pants. I don't even know, like, I don't know. If you asked me if I wanted to go now, I'd be like, I don't know. I think I'd be too scared. I would talk you into it. <laughs> I would, absolutely. That'd be a that'd be that'd be an easy sell though. Once you get there and you got to meet, you know, have your Sarah Segman's daughter moment and you guys could rap together, um, I think you'd be and okay with it. And eat pizza. How's she say it? Pizza. <laughs> Something weird like that. Um, the, I just can't get past that anybody could go CrossFit Games. And we're, this is 2008. We're not talking like yeah, 50 fucking years ago, like where things evolve. This is 12, this is 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Like 12 years ago, anybody could go to CrossFit Games. Mm-hmm. So it was like two years before I started doing CrossFit. I was two years removed from being able to just go to CrossFit Games just for fun. Mm-hmm. All right. So he posted that up there. Um, since then, obviously, we've had kind of an evolution. There's a, it went from a, like a sectional qualifier that you had to do well at. I believe one of them was held at the Arnold one year early in the early years. Then it went to the regionals. Okay. Then we went to super regionals. And then now we're to sanctionals. And now I think we're hitting full evolution with the sanctionals. And I think maybe they're gone. You think sanctionals are gone? Yeah, I do. Um, and the aspect of being a games qualifier, absolutely. And um, so the changes from now, from uh, 2000 until now. So we've had where CrossFit was just kind of done in the garage. Okay, it was created. Um, first affiliate from 2000 and 2007, we had a massive, like, 250, which isn't that much. You might add that in a year now. And it took him seven years, right? Um, and then the huge explosion from CrossFit Games when that first came through to 2014, you had 9,000 affiliates. Now we're up to 15,000 plus. Um, and the sanctionals... what uh four or five have already confirmed that they're not being associated with crossfit wadapalooza granite games uh and there's two other big ones yeah but i'm so confused on like what goes from there what do you mean like so what are they going to be called and like what it's so all over the place they're going to be as of right now they've already released their dates and i i truly believe they'll have to backtrack or what I'm hoping is going to happen is that regionals come back 
and there's a big F you to these people who bowed out and are trying to create this controversy. Nothing annoys me. I, 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 I say that a lot. So I got probably like a top 20 of like ultimate nothing annoys me more than list. <laughs> and this is on there. Nothing annoys me more than when someone uh, goes from this beginner stage to an advanced it could be in the business, in their personal life. It could be as an athlete. And once they get there, they think they can do it on their own, and then they forget where they came from, and then they branch out and try to do it on their own. And, and then that annoys the piss out of me, but I get no greater satisfaction. And when they do that, they fail. I don't – it's just – it's a slight to – say it would be a slight to me. I think this is a slight to CrossFit. This is a slight to CrossFit, meaning Wadapalooza – Major competition. Granite Games, major competition. They would not exist if not for CrossFit. Mm -hmm. So they're making all this money. They're doing all these things. And, you know, I think, what was it? Wadapalooza paid out almost 100 Gs to first last year. Maybe it was 60. So they're creeping up there. That only used to be like maybe 1000 bucks. You could barely cover your costs if you won. Without CrossFit, they could not have done this, right? Now they're turning their back on CrossFit, and they're not a sanctional. So what's that mean? If yeah. It, what's that mean if they're not sanctional? I don't know. Well, they're not a part of it anymore. They can't go. They can't, to, they can't go where? What? If they win it, where do they yeah, not they go? Yeah, they can't go to the games. Yeah. Yeah, so like, what's the point in doing it? Boom. I don't... Okay. People are still going to do it. Yeah. But if I were Dave Castro, okay, and this other guy, which we're going to really talk about, incoming owner, he seems kind of hip to regionals. I would run regionals the same fucking weekends as these events just because. You would do that. Absolutely. They've already set their dates. They've already got this. I would like, boom. I would drop regionals on it when they're probably right in the mi middle of preparation and just totally, totally make it unwind. Because, look, we supported you. We supported that you are a sanctional. We allowed you to be a sanctional qualifying event for CrossFit Games, which is a big deal. There's only 20-some in the entire world that you can qualify, and you're one of them. And now you're going to turn your back on the CrossFit? You know why? Because... They think they can go make the money. And I'm going to give you a story, okay? I'm going to give you a story. And you maybe you know this, maybe you don't know this about me. But uh, when I worked at Champ Sports, uh, the guy I worked with was a promoter. And he would do these uh, big parties at bars. And he would do like ladies nights and things like that. And um, we were talking and, you know, I always interested me. I'm like, hey, let's make some money. And... Um, so the brewery in Troy. Oh my God, no! Yeah, <laughs> sounds like a bad idea already. <laughs> yeah, wait till you hear the story. He was asking me if I knew of anything up towards my area because he's from Dayton, and he would make several thousand dollars cash a night holding these events. I'm like, yeah, there's a spot up here we can go talk to him. And I was just kind of just talking to him. I end up, me and him end up going together in on this. And we did, we went to the brewery, and on a Wednesday night, okay, 
when we went in there the first time, guess how many people were in that bar? How many? Five. Yeah. On a Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. Mm-hmm. We, pr- we pitched the idea. Okay. We set it up, had uh, 1029 there, had the, had a live thing. Oh, my God. We had all these giveaways. Their their bar tab that he showed, it, their total on their bar that they had that night when we were there from all day was less than $200. Okay. Our opening night there, okay, we charged $5 cover. Our opening night there, they're over three grand in their bar. Dang. We had, it was to capacity. You couldn't even, and this is at 7 p.m. on a Wednesday night. Dude, I walked out of there with $1,200 cash in my pocket just from entry. That's it. Yeah. That was split. So, like, why aren't we doing that now? <laughs> <laughs> my point is we we did that. Um, They're booming. We did it for, man, we were just crushing it, like, Two months we did this every Wednesday. It was freaking, it was phenomenal. And they were just cranking out. And then they there started to be some concerns. Said so there was like, it was getting violent in there. And there was, we didn't have a fight. We hired. Oh yeah, if you know the brewery. But, the, but there wasn't. We hired the security. There was no fights. There was no violence. There was no nothing. And um, then it went to, well, we're not making any money. This is the owners of the brewery. I'm like, well, how are you not making any money? Well, because we're not making that much on alcohol. I said, well, how are you not making that much on alcohol when you went your your bar went from because we seen we got their printout, we got it went from this and it went to over three grand every Wednesday night. How do you not make more money? He's like, well, when we use more alcohol, it costs us more money. I'm said because they didn't want to pay you any fucking a. That's what it was. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and guess what? That's what happened. We got yeah. pushed out. And guess what happened in three weeks? They went nothing. They they were back to zero. They thought they could run it on their own. They thought they could make the money on their own. And they thought they could do it without paying us because yeah. they had to pay us. Plus, we got the door. And um, but we paid for security. We paid for we paid for all the decoration. Everything that went into it. They just paid for alcohol and they sat back there and made some fucking money. They it was free money, mm-hmm. and we weren't like ripping them off. They're making a lot of money. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're making more on a Wednesday than they would on a Friday or Saturday. Maybe that's why it doesn't exist anymore. It is. Poor management. And that's my point is we built something up, okay, with whatever and created a scene that was really, really awesome. And it was making them a ton of money and they thought they could do it on their own. And they they thought they could make a move on us. And then guess what happened? They, They did it and... They no longer exist, actually. Yeah, they are closed. But they went from, in a three-week period, they went from, you know, $3,000 Wednesdays to none. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Back to five fucking people. Mm-hmm. And and that's my point here is these sanctionals kind of, they were given a lifeline, right? They are given an opportunity. They had two years. And the third year, they're going to just remove it. I think that is a that's a piss poor mistake on them. It's not right. It's okay to stand up for something, but there's also a point of where you become arrogant and ignorant at the same time. All right. Um, what do you, what's the biggest thing that's changed for you since CrossFit started? Regionals, probably not 
existing. Okay. So since you started CrossFit to now, that's your biggest thing that you think that's changed? Yeah. Has CrossFit in general changed to you? Other than all of the hoopla last year. Um, or maybe it was two years ago. And then with, like, sanctionals and stuff. I mean, those are pretty big changes, but I would say overall probably not. Um, I think it has evolved a little bit. Just, like, people are getting better. There's going to be changes, you know? Mm-hmm. But. Changes, what, like, what kind? Well, I don't know. Just uh, There's, like, more competitions, more gyms, obviously. There, it's just, like, there's more of everything. I would say that's definitely changed, right? It used We used to have to travel to all of our competitions, yeah. like, PSKC. Mm-hmm. I thought it was in Columbus. Yeah. Found out it was not in Columbus. <laughs> we were like, um, that's like an extra hour. And a half. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, uh, and shout out to those guys. They, Dale does a, a, he should be the ambassador of our region. Uh, him or I have a, one or two other people that would be on my short list for the new thing they're doing for affiliates. Um, he would be great, but, um, yeah, there's competitions a lot now. It's obviously been hit a little bit because of COVID-19. Um, but something I forgot to bring up and I wanted to touch on was, you know, we talked about Greg and being out of shape. And I think one of the things that I've actually kind of seen as an issue with CrossFit for a long time is the evolution. Mm-hmm. You're talking about the evolution. There's more competitions. Well, I'm talking about the evolutions from fucking nuts and seeds, berries and twigs and shit, right? There's nothing wrong with paleo. Yeah. But they teach zone in in the L1 now. But to get it switched from paleo to zone was like a a turtle mm-hmm. fucking speed. It just it shouldn't happen. My problem where when Greg doesn't and didn't do CrossFit a lot, mm-hmm. the where I learn the most is when I when I work out more often. Mm-hmm. Right? So, yes, I can create, I can do programming. Um, I can definitely get it down to the, within a 30-second to 45-second finish time um, as far as a cap when I'm laying it out without even doing it. Um, but to feel it, to to do things and, and test things out in the gym and find new combinations that kind of hits it a little bit differently, some sneaky stuff. That's a little stuff that I think Greg's kind of missed out on over all this time. Programming, it's not the same. You go to L2, they're programming. They're still teaching the basic, you know, three days on, one day off type thing. Like getting this routine of three days on, one day off. Um, no strength in, a, in the entire workout. Like that doesn't make sense to me. It's, yeah. it's evolved, right? Maybe back then when he first created it, but I think that's what he's missed. He's missed that evolution where other gyms kind of had to start doing it. Mm-hmm. But the CrossFit methodology, he thinks, shouldn't evolve. And I think that is uh, a critical mistake that he made. And it kind of filters filters in what we're getting ready to talk about. And that's Eric Rosa, who's now the going to be the owner uh, of CrossFit Inc. Um, he takes over July 1st. And he's, a, he's an avid CrossFitter. He's been CrossFitting for over 10 years. Um, he owns a gym and we're going to a little, ba- little bit of a background on him. Morning chalk up. I just read this morning, did a really in depth. We're not going to that in depth. I could have pulled the same information they did. Um, but 
I just want to touch on him. So, uh, they, they sold CrossFit. Uh, what's the Instagram numbers we got here? We did a little Instagram poll, and actually it was our – bless you. <laughs> it's the second time. Bless me. So, uh, we did an Instagram poll. We had on this one specifically – uh, did you know about the? Did you know about CrossFit changing ownership? Ninety-eight percent yes, two percent no, and that was out of a hundred and thirty-six votes. Hundred thirty-three yes and three no. Um, the people who are no just probably weren't connected to social media, and or that's a lie because they're on social media. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> voting. So, um, so hundred thirty-three people heard about it. Three said they have not heard about it. And um, so that's pretty astronomical. Uh, it's very good data. So thanks for voting if you did. Um, so it sold to Eric Rosa uh, prior to join Oracle, okay, which is a tech company. Eric was a CEO of Data Logic, which is also an, another tech company. He is a 10-year CrossFitter, co-founder of CrossFit Sinitas. I think that's how it is. Mm-hmm. And it's supposedly ranked the, as the number four CrossFit gym in the uh, country um, and you know, I they ain't been here, so they can't rank that. I, I'm just saying, like you, yeah. you know, if well, I don't really get the whole rankings. And that was by Shape Magazine. Uh, whatever. What's the purpose? It, you know, I think sometimes you can pay for things. Um, <laughs> hey, come here and check out this thing. They have 400 members uh, at this at this gym. I think it's in Colorado, if I remember right. It's in Boulder, I think. And um, so he's a co-founder. And like I said, I have a CrossFitter. I thought it was funny. Armour Hammer posted his uh, his numbers that he puts up for the open profile. So he posted his Fran time, max pull-ups, and things like that. And um, Dave Castro did a really cool Zoom call with him. If you haven't seen it, look it up. I sent it to Jenna. And uh, they were kind of talking about that. And then Dave, a couple days later, did an IG Live video and I'm going to tell you straight up man it it really feels it really feels listening to him talk and I never listen to him talk mm-hmm. I mean I do have but just not Who, to Dave Dave Castro oh. it really feels like a huge weight has been lifted off his shoulders he feel it, he's he is like his energy is at another high level he's just enthusiastic again he well he kind of disappeared like when uh Greg just yeah. slapped him. Yeah, like he kind of disappeared. I'm sure that kind of he does. No matter what you feel, he does put in a lot of work. <laughs> so he does put in a lot of work. I have always said that he seems kind of douchey. Don't know him, so can't well, really say much. But he goes to other CrossFit affiliates and works out yeah. with them. Um, we talked about that in the last uh, last episode or one before that. And so I respect that. But if you haven't seen that Zoom call, he had a one-on-one with the now incoming owner, Eric Rosa. And Dave was talking about that when they were talking in the preliminary stuff that um, they were like comparing some workouts. And like Eric Rosa has a three-something or two-something Fran. Yeah. He did that at 50 years old. Yeah. Okay. Like a 240 Fran. Um, his max pull. Dave's like, well, maybe I can get you a max pull-ups. And he asked, how many pull-ups can you do in a row? And he's like, 62. And Dave's like, okay, well, maybe I can get you in bar muscle-ups. He's like, yeah, you could probably get me in that. Mm-hmm. This guy's not very strong. He's definitely a gymnastics guy. He looks like a runner. Yes. he. 
but he does CrossFit. Yep. Okay. So he's coming in, he's out part of a tech company, started, ended up finding CrossFit, um, and really took a liking to it. He's obviously wealthy, um, to buy CrossFit Incorporated. And so here we go. We got, uh, like a fucking 20 year reboot, reboot, if you're from Canada, eh? And, um, this guy's a CrossFitter. This is what people were bitching about, right? Mm-hmm. Greg doesn't CrossFit. He doesn't look like a CrossFitter. And now this guy CrossFit and he looks like a CrossFitter. Is everybody going to be happy? No. Probably not. Right? You know why they're not going to be happy? Because Dave Castro is still part of it. You know? And I sent you a thing. But he wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm sure he's messed up along the lines, but. Yeah, I'm sure, but. He wasn't, like, sexually harassing people, which is something that they were pissed about. He wasn't the one that put the tweet out, which is something that they were pissed about. And the whole reason that they were not going to be a part of it anymore. Yeah, and then they they circled it back to Greg, or uh, to Dave, and, well, Dave's still there. Well, yeah, he's still there. Like, okay, they wanted, uh, they wanted Greg gone, so he steps away from uh, CEO, gives it to Dave. Now they're not happy because he still owns CrossFit. Okay, so now he resigns and is selling CrossFit. Now they're bitching literally about Dave Castro being part of CrossFit. Like, here, here's the thing. If you're listening to this and you're still unhappy, you're never going to be happy. Yeah. I think that there is a time, um, and I don't think that there's anything wrong with, like, wanting change, especially... I don't, I go back and forth per usual because I am a very middle person, I guess, unless it's, well, not always. Anyways. Do you know what you're talking about? Yeah, I just like sometimes feel like I'm more of a middle person, but I guess if I feel passionate about something, I'm not. But especially when it comes to like sexual harassment and stuff, that is, that's pretty serious. Like that stuff does need to be handled. Yes, he did come up with it. I don't think that he defines cross it by any means, but... I do think that once all of that stuff was coming out, I was like, okay, yeah, I kind of do think he needs to go and, like, get therapy or some shit. Because that's, <laughs> that's, like, not normal, obviously. No, and it's, it's, it's not. And uh, it's not right for the people that worked for him. Which, did they have to stay there? Probably not. But also, it is kind of scary when he's, like, suing mm-hmm. people. And when you think about your family first, you'll sacrifice your well-being sometimes over mm-hmm. that, so. And you love everything but him. Him, yeah. Yeah. So, we don't know how much it was sold for yet. Does it really matter? No. Does it matter how much it's sold for? I mean, if it was like $10, I'd be kind of pissed. <laughs> That's a long investment for a little return. You know, I think people are going to get kind of wrapped up in the, in the total sale of CrossFit and... um I'm going to guess that he ended up selling because it, the value was dropping. He actually made a comment that people were trying to save things to now decrease the value of CrossFit overall. Yeah. Right. Uh, we clearly know why it was sold. Uh, I, I think that he, the writing was on the wall, and I think you're right when it it came down to the accusations that were starting to come out. Started with the podcast, the Cleared Hot podcast, and then a couple individuals are coming out anonymously. Um, I think he kind of knew the 
shit was about to hit the fan, and he hit the uh, sell button. Mm-hmm. Um, does the sale of CrossFit affect you as a member? No. The sale doesn't, no. Okay. What affects you then? Um, I think just like as a... I don't know. I think just as a person in general, like, I don't think that we should support someone um, like that being the head of something that we do all the time, if that makes sense. Even though, like I said, it doesn't directly affect CrossFit. I don't. I I think that's not right. I'm just listening. I know, but you're giving me that look. (laughs) I know you. I think it's different... There's a difference between an ignorant tweet that is not compassionate, just like ignorant. Insensitive. Insensitive, yeah. Like, that's different than actually making women feel uncomfortable. And I'm not saying that men don't know how it feels, but they also don't always know how it feels to be sexually harassed. So, or worry about those things. So, I think maybe because it affects me too like as a woman yep and i know how that feels maybe that is makes you want to act a little bit more than before when everybody else was upset over a tweet but my biggest issue was they came out and attacked him because of the tweet right Mm -hmm. okay we it's been deemed it's not it wasn't racist deemed by even minorities yeah. that have spoke about this, that are affiliate owners that have been doing CrossFit avidly. Now there's some uh, minority CrossFitters that thought it was the worst thing in the world. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's their opinion. Everybody can have their opinion. I'm just using my own. I don't think it was racist and sensitive, okay? They attacked me for that. And then when these allegations come out, they heard him switched when they found out it wasn't that tweet. People weren't, like, receiving it. Like, they're getting a lot of blowback from their fans. Mm-hmm. Then they switch to the sexual harassment. Well, people are going to be more, like you said, more sensitive to sexual harassment, and now there's more people coming out. Yeah, yeah, he, that definitely is a an inappropriate. Should not happen in any workplace. No one should feel uncomfortable because of any situation. It has nothing to do with being sexual or you're being a dick, right? You shouldn't feel uh, like you don't want to work there and you don't want to show up. My problem is they just kind of, they were looking, there's like a bunch of piranhas in the water and they're just kind of looking for the next little piece of meat to hit the ground yeah. or the water and they're, they're attacking it. So, you know, whatever. It doesn't affect, uh, it doesn't really affect members. Uh, I think that you said it's hard to support someone that has these accusations out. Um, right or wrong, it's an accusation until it's, you know, everybody's innocent until proven guilty. And that's just the way it is. I'm not saying that's right or wrong. But we have to we have to have that standard as a society, and if we don't maintain that, then we're going to have we're going to have big big issues. Uh, if we if we truly don't believe in that, because if we if the roles were reversed and it was someone in our family, okay, and things were coming out and being said, we're and everybody's saying they're guilty, 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 and and saying that you're pieces of shit and you know whatever, sending you all these messages you're going to want due process as well. Um, so that's the only reason I say it, because I know if it was my family, I'd want due process. If they're wrong, they're wrong. But I think due process is needed, and we have to hold on that to as a society, or 
we're going to have really, really big issues down the road anyway. So um, does it affect affiliates? Uh, the sale of CrossFit does not affect affiliates at all. It doesn't affect me. So I'm not going to speak for every affiliate, uh, but it definitely does not affect me. It uh, None of this has really affected me, um, honestly. it's I think people who are affected by it allowed them to be affected by it. Does that make sense? I don't know. Like sometimes something can happen and you can just kind of move on and press through or you can dwell on it and let it to start affect your, your livelihood, your business, your day of life. Think of social media. Everything's going great and then you log on social media, you see some drama, you make a post. Next thing you know, you got 800 posts, comments underneath it. Now affects your day. Right. Yeah. You, well, I think that if you don't like how something is, it doesn't mean that you have to quit it, but you could try to figure it out and like change it. So yeah, even just because of my feelings about him being a pervert, like I don't, I wouldn't quit CrossFit because of it. And I wouldn't ever deem the CrossFit name bad. I just don't like him as a person now. Right. And, and I, I think that he needs to change, not CrossFit in general, which I guess to me is weird that everybody is like wanting to just quit CrossFit or not, no. I guess not quit CrossFit, but change, get rid of the name. But like, like we said, he is not the definition of that. He's but not. we've said that. Backing like, out of CrossFit games does not do a thing. Right. You know, and Hunter, um, not Hunter. Um, what's his name? Blacksmith. Yeah. What's, is that, what's his first name? I'm having a brain fart. Anyways, he came out and Chandler. He's, Chandler. Yes. Chandler. Uh, that was his Instagram handle, but he came out and said that, you know, people were starting to hate on them because they stood up and that if it's because of them that this happened, I don't know about that. I think Greg, Greg's writing was on the wall a long time ago, and I think it took, if COVID-19 didn't happen, if the thing with Floyd didn't happen, Greg would still be the owner and operator of CrossFit Incorporated we'd be moving into the games and no one would be saying anything, right? So I think the writing was on the wall. It was just a matter of, it was like almost a perfect storm in essence. Everybody's already on edge because of COVID-19 and the lockdown, um, being removed from their gyms. Then you hit this thing. Now uh, it's international, or it actually is international, the George Floyd incident. And I think his comment was so, is so insensitive that people were just looking for blood uh, on some of the things. And I think they reacted, um, but that's my opinion. Um, so we got some more data. I thought this was pretty cool. We had a couple more comments here. Did it matter to you? All right. Sorry. Let me back this up. Sorry. Uh, did you know about CrossFit change ownership, which we covered and did it matter to you was the next question. Is it exact 50, 50? So someone else just voted because it was just 40. It wasn't even, was it? It was 63 to 63. Okay, 63 to 63. So um, some people it mattered to and some it didn't. And I, I, I think that you could probably take a poll. Uh, we did, obviously, but I think that's going to be pretty accurate. Some people think that it, it it drastically affects them as far as CrossFit and others like I'm here to work out. Mm-hmm. Greg Glassman has not helped me in the last couple years that I've done CrossFit, right? So, did it matter to you? How'd you vote? Yes. Okay. So, why did it matter to you? Because as much, it doesn't affect me directly per se, but like I said, I don't agree with him holding that title anymore just because 
it's not right for how he made other people feel. So, it, yes, it matters to me that it was sold to somebody else. Okay. Um, and I put no. Um, it, it didn't matter to me. I came into the gym today and nothing's changed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, it, to me, it didn't matter in the fact of Greg's never represented CrossFit excess. excess. He's never He doesn't know anybody inside of our gym. Um, I I believe a lot of his methodology – um, is great, and I think there's a. I think it's a. It should have. It, I've evolved it. If if no one else is evolving it, I'm evolving it to where it should be, in my opinion, for the current day CrossFitter slash athlete. Um, but it it my key turned the same when I opened the door. It's not. To, it's not about that to me. That it's not affecting me. It's that it's affecting other people that have to deal with his bullshit, <laughs> and that that he's a. He's doing terrible things to people and making them feel degrading them and making them feel extremely uncomfortable. And that that is important to me that nobody ever feels that way, no, no matter what position that they're in. Like I just, I I totally agree with that. I'm just telling you, it does not affect CrossFit Excess. It does not affect me, and it didn't matter to me. And in, in the fact of there's shitty people in this world. There's probably shitty people that listen to this podcast, given the numbers. It's just, it's impossible to not. Um, people have done nasty things. There's people doing nasty things inside CrossFit Inc. And if you don't think females are vicious and fucking evil as well, they are. It just doesn't come out as on top of things. People are other bits here, this or that. If you create a work environment, I don't care if it's sexual or you're an absolute asshole, piece of shit, bitchy, just horrible person. Okay, and you make someone else's life or their job horrible, like they dread coming in, you are just as shitty of a person to me. I don't think sexual harassment's right, but I also think there's other types of harassment, whether it's verbal, mental, emotional harassment, are just as critical to me. And if you have someone that does that, that's still inside a CrossFit HQ, which I know some HQ people, I think that's just as bad. Yeah, but don't you think if you're presented the information that something should be done about it? Because there's shitty people, yes, all over the world, but it's not always presented to us in this fashion. So, like, because we know, it's like, then, okay, we have this information, so something should be done about it. No, I I totally agree. CrossFit should have sold. The the question is, um, did it affect me? Hell no. It didn't affect me at all. It didn't really matter to me. And why doesn't it matter to me is that, No matter what, for example, police officers, no matter what they do, they're not going to combat all of crime. They could could work 24 hours a day their entire life, and they're not going to stop crime. All crime. I'm just saying, there's nothing you can do about it. I can't stop shitty people. I can't stop shitty people that are part of CrossFit because I'm going to tell you straight up, Greg ain't the only one. But those also those people also need to be held accountable. But we're not talking about them. We're I know talking that's only my about point, Greg. and that's my point is we're only talking about one person. And yes, he should have sold. And yes, this was the right move for CrossFit. In essence, my point is it doesn't change anything I do. It doesn't change how I run my gym. It does not affect me. It doesn't affect me. And yes, he's a, he shouldn't have done that. Yes, he did. He was accused of sexual harassment um, openly. Um, I think that's wrong. But at the same time, it did not affect me as a CrossFit gym. Because he's been doing that for 10 years, say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, it 
for, when he was doing it 10 years ago it, or six years ago when we opened, it didn't affect. I w- that's not what I was thinking when we opened CrossFit Excess. Well, I'm going to open this, but Greg's a sexual, you know, asshole. I'm not thinking that. He's just a piece of shit. He's going to get his own. He just had to sell something. He has to now watch it grow. I think that, for me, would be the most painful. Yep. It's something you create. You have to watch grow in someone else's hands. Oh, my God. To me, that is devastating. To watch something grow in someone else by someone else, I don't care if I created it. It doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. That, that would be – he's going to be punished to the day he dies watching this thing evolve and grow um, because – Guess what? Eric Rosa is not him. Yeah. So it's going to take a different form. It's going to take a different direction. All right. So what's all this mean uh, from this point forward, moving from this point forward? So uh, will regionals come back? Would you like to see regionals come back? Yeah, I think it'd be cool. As a spectator and? Yeah. Mm -hmm. The open, like the open might mean a little bit more now. Yeah, I feel like it wasn't as, uh, like, people weren't participating as much anymore. Um, it just didn't feel the same, really, but. you gonna Are you looking forward, if that comes back, to all the leaderboard assholes that get a hold of you and ask you your scores? No, I think, I don't think I'm a threat anymore. <laughs> You're a triple threat. <laughs> um, yeah, I think regionals have a chance. If you watch that video with um, Eric and Dave, uh, they it's not their four focus, which it shouldn't be. But uh, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna to assume that behind closed doors they've already talked about it. Yeah. Because of their interaction, kind of about it, mm-hmm. uh, I think that they're I think it's coming back. Uh, sanctional events have already started to separate from CrossFit next year. Uh, we briefly touched on that. Um, you know what? Go ahead, separate all you want. Um, don't give a shit. Yeah. You know you don't want to be a part of CrossFit and you don't want to be a, a sanctional for CrossFit Games. If they keep sanctionals and they make it a qualify and they make these sanctional qualifiers, what events do you think they're going to be going to? These games athletes. Mm-hmm. You could take the top twenty games athletes, men or men and women, top ten teams, get rid of them right now off the face of the earth. Guess who's ready? The next set of people. Yeah. The next top twenty men and women, the next next top ten teams. They're ready to roll because they want it. They're hungry. All right, so uh, I will say I always thought that like sanctionals were kind of stupid, but if you are a competitive athlete, it was a good uh, yeah good avenue for extra income potentially. Uh, I think we talked about this briefly when sanctionals came out in our podcast. Yeah. Was it gives you you don't have to perform one weekend out of an entire year. Yeah, like if you're injured or you you get sick, which athletes notoriously get sick at regionals because. Their bodies have been put through the grinder leading up to it. Um, your immune system takes a big, big hit. And uh, so they could not be sick all year long, but their training uh, got to such a high intensity that their immune system gets crushed. They become sick, and now they, where they could be going in potentially to win regionals, now they're not even placing top six, right? So I think that's cool. I think it's cool from a, uh, a spectator standpoint. You have more opportunities to watch. But I don't care. Regionals being packed, jam-packed in Columbus or in Cincinnati for here, and you get to see all there's that experience to me is next to games. Games was really cool, even though I didn't get to witness a lot when I went um, as a coach. But the the atmosphere at like regionals is really really cool. Um, so I would like to see them come back. Um, games athletes still declared to be out. 
Okay, that's their big thing. I am out. Uh, but Dave extended them an opportunity to still come back. He said, hey, this is not the end all. If you guys want to come back, you're more than welcome. But there is a cutoff date, and you have to declare by this because we need to give the people who are going to take your place an opportunity to train and get ready for games. Right. I think that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I really would have been like, okay, you're out. Stay the fuck home. Because guess I'm just saying, guess who's ready? Guess who's ready? Yep, that hung, that hungry person that ain't been to CrossFit Games six times. That They've never been. They want to go. They want to be here. They're training to be here. They're not some entitled motherfucker that is saying, oh, I'm out. I'm out. Okay, cool. You don't want to be here. That's fine. That's your decision. It's your choice. Mm-hmm. But I want Bob, who's been busting his ass, who's missed the podium to go to games the last three years by one spot. I want him to be here because you know why? He wants to be here. He's hungry. He wants. He's going to give me just as good a show as you. So I have a question for you. Oh, this is weird. Do you think that if all of those people didn't make a stink and they didn't, they weren't saying those things, do you think that all of this would have transpired? Do you think that Greg would still be gone? Yeah, and here's the reason. The people who have declared to be out of CrossFit Games is like 20 people. Let's say it's 30. Yeah, but it just like caused a very big uproar yeah, but within the, the community. And everybody was talking you, you about it. You asked me the even. question. I know. I'm not disagreeing with you because I do agree with you. I don't think that – I I'm think not, that it's, things would have I'm changed. Not, I'm not done answering it. Uh-huh. So, 30 people. I don't think 30 people – is some is big enough to take down CrossFit? Okay, I don't think thirty people not going to games and putting "I'm out" is what is what derailed CrossFit. I think CrossFit unraveled from the inside, mm-hmm. inside out. It had nothing to do with the games. Had nothing to do with these games athletes. They think that they made the change, but I think that that cleared hot podcast was probably. I think so too. I think that is what it. It wasn't the tweet. It was that Cleared Hot podcast who was from from a staffer mm-hmm. who now is financially capable to yeah. defend himself and very outspoken um, and trying to make amends for him not stepping up when he should have back then and now using a platform he actually has where he didn't have that part of the as being a pilot and even though he was um, part of Dev Grew and the Seals. Um, you know, he has his social media outlet. I mean, you know, he has 40-some thousand subscribers. Um, so I think, honestly, that's what it was. I don't think it was these athletes. These, I look at them, and sometimes, look, hey, that's your opinion, but sometimes you're, you're like uh, Haley Smith. She's being very childish about it, but she is also young and immature. Some of the things that she would post. Um, is it Haley Smith? What's her name? From Mayhem. <laughs> Anyways, uh so no I don't think that's what it was I think that was just I still truly believe without a doubt that people that separated for the most part that says they are out um, did it for sponsorship reasons for the most part but that's my personal opinion I could be completely wrong but because we covered the timeline I just think it was more of a uh, cover your ass type fall you know Who's the first one that did it? Katrin. And then it was like, who could be the next? And who could be the next? And who could be the next? And then comp train athletes all together. Like, come on. 
You know what I mean? So that's just my opinion, though. It wasn't them. I think Greg has been doing this for years. Um, I think that that podcast came out and was, but he was finally like, Hey, I'm done. Like if he comes at me, that's fine. But CrossFit will not exist. And I think Greg was looking more at the money now because he has more money than he needs right now. But it doesn't mean you, if you want to sell, if you need to sell, you want top dollar. Yeah, I think it could have been handled differently. Like not saying that you're out, but just being like, this is shitty, but this doesn't define CrossFit. And I think even if all of those people said that, it still would have done the same thing. I I totally agree. And that's my point is. It doesn't matter if they were leaving or not. To me. And I know some of them that said it are veteran CrossFitters and they're a little bit older, so they're not being immature, but I felt that that was immature to do. Yeah. You care about the community, you care about your fans, well, I'm out. Well, I'm making a stand. Well, that's cool. You can still make a stand we talk, without yes. like leaving. You can, you can stand up for social injustice. You can stand up for other things without looking like a turd, turning your back on something that if it was not around – you would not exist. And that's kind of what I want to go into the next part is we talked, we put up an Instagram poll about the, the athletes and it says, um, do you care if the athletes who said they are out ever come back to the sport? Okay. Do you care if the athletes who said they are out ever come back to the sport? 31% said yes. 69% said no. And that, once again, was 130-some votes, um, roughly. Okay? So, we got a DM kind of on this one. Let me look it up real quick. Um, I think a lot of people use this as an easy exit from CrossFit. They are unhappy. Alre- they were unhappy already, and this is a way to save face and get what they want. Yeah. I couldn't agree with that more, and that was from one of our listeners who sent a DM. I agree with that to- wholeheartedly, and... Um, I think that's what Jenna just said. You don't have to put that you're out when you're putting your out, you're trying to, it's almost like you're trying to create a trend instead of make a statement. Like this generation is very, social media is very trendy and how can I set a trend? And you know, they care more about that than actual substance. Not, I'm not saying that's every one of the athletes. I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you're black or white or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like if you just, if you don't believe in something, that's fine, but don't do it and try to set a trend, and I think that's how I looked at it. Because, yes, they could say, hey, we're not going, or we are going, but understand, like Matt Fraser, I don't agree with anything he says. Greg Glassman does not represent me or what CrossFit truly is. I love CrossFit, and that was it. Mm-hmm. It's a champ. He's the champ, right? And I think I, I brought this up, and I speculated that Katrin hasn't done well in a long time, and, you know, I just think that, man – I just, I have not heard a peep out of her about social injustice all the way up until this point. And now it's like all of a sudden a big damn issue. Uh, I think she just needs to go out and perform. I think Brooke Wells needs to go out and perform. Um, you know, I, if you're part of comp train, it looks like most of comp train kind of bowed out. Hey, that's fine, man. What are you going to do though when someone takes your spot and someone's hungering you now? Like you're, you're not are you really focused on CrossFit or are you really focused on something else? That's mm-hmm. my point. What do you think about what she said? What about giving an out? Yeah. Um, do you think that people are just kind of looking for an out? No, I don't think that as much as like you said with the trending thing. Cause 
that is what it seemed like. Like, there's a difference between being, well, whether or not she thinks she is, which I think she thinks she is, is um, a leadership role. Who? Like Katrin. She's, oh, okay. She yeah, is yeah. A, she's a role model for a lot of people. So yeah. when she does that, even f- with her competitors, she's still a role model mm-hmm. to them. So when you make a statement that bold, um, then I think like other people will follow. And then the more people that do that are cool, they're all going to do the same thing. So I... What would what would Katrin do if let's just say she lost she made the stance and she lost seventy five percent of her revenue because of that? Is she yeah. still going to be okay with it? If she made the stance Hopefully. and seventy five percent of her peers did not make the same stance and she lost friends, yeah, is she going to be cool with it? And that's that's going to show you if she made the right choice or not, or if she made it because it's trendy. Yeah. Or she did it because of sponsors. She did it for come because when when you don't give a fuck and this is something you believe in, you don't care what happens around you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you don't. You don't care if you lose friends. You don't care if you lose money. It's that simple. All right. So I thought that was pretty interesting on that one. So do you think the athletes will ever come back, Jenna? That yes. Okay. Why I do you, think. Why do you think? I got my answer written down, but why do you think? Well, I think they reacted quick without thinking. For one. It all happened, like, bang, bang. Yeah, yep. like, without fully digesting all of it, which is also... Trendy. Yeah. And I think that um, when you're passionate about something, if you're truly passionate about something and you love everything about CrossFit, then how can you just up yeah. and change your entire life like that? Especially as a competitor. It's one thing if you... Not that, like, anybody that comes to any gym just to work out and isn't an athlete would be less affected. But I feel like when you're of that competitor level and that's literally your life, Mm -hmm. and then you just, I mean, that's a lot of your identity. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So you're just, like, piecing out to who you are. So I don't know. Maybe they will. Maybe they won't. And when, it'll only take, like, a couple of them to come back. What? Did you vote? For what? This one? That... Will people come back? Yeah. Would I you said yes. Yes. Do you care? I said, do you care that they come back? Oh, no, I don't care. Okay. So that's a no. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. Uh, I think my biggest thing I thought about was they're going to because if not, they're going to be irrelevant. Mm-hmm. There's nothing worse than when you're an athlete and you become irrelevant in your sport. Yeah. And that's not just CrossFit. That's boxing. Muhammad Ali, like they, they, I just watched a thing on this, you know, greatest boxer of all time, but his last couple of fights, he got beat up pretty bad mm-hmm. because he didn't want to let go. He did not want to become irrelevant. You talk to some of these special operations guys, when they get out of the military, their biggest thing is now they're irrelevant. They literally, when they, they check out, the machine keeps moving and they're not part of it. Yeah. Everything they were doing, someone else is doing. Now they feel like they're irrelevant. They wouldn't even be known if it wasn't for CrossFit, right? We wouldn't know Amanda Barnhart from around here. We wouldn't know Katrin. We wouldn't know Annie Thor's daughter. We wouldn't know Matt Frazier, um, but he's not really backing out of this. We would not. We wouldn't know them, but now that they are known, they crave that. They crave it because they want to feel relevant, okay? Mm-hmm. Because guess what? When they become irrelevant, the next person becomes relevant. Think about seven years ago 
who won the games. Do you even know? Yeah. Right off the top of your head, Froney's, Froney's probably in there. Annie's around or there. Camille. Camille was a big one. But where's Camille? She's irrelevant. Yeah. And she, I think that actually has, like, affected her a lot. Oh, my God, Like, yes. a lot, I, her, a lot. Yes, I agree. She was the poster child for CrossFit. Yeah. Everything was Camille yeah. from her. She Literally was the, posters. The, there was posters everywhere. Of the her. looks. The, yes. the the little fat roll she had on her stomach that everybody always teased about, like, the. Yeah. Her pouch. Pouch. But, I mean, she always taught. I mean, that that was, hey, it's okay to yeah, look like this. And, I mean, she still looked great. Her body was still great. It's not like she was fat, obviously, no. but from from her gymnastics to that. But when she started losing, mm-hmm. look at Katrin. She started losing, yeah. and it's going down the same path. And now, not that she's irrelevant, but she's not an individual. She's irrelevant as an individual, and she's now team mm-hmm. and uh, did well on a team. But that's the thing. They don't want to give that up, so they are going to come back. They're going to come back because of sponsorship money because guess what happens? When you're irrelevant – you lose sponsorship money. When you're not winning, you lose sponsorship money because they want what? The winners. Mm-hmm. Sponsors want the winners. They want the people on the podium. That's what they pay for, period. They don't want someone who's not podiuming. They don't want someone who's not even showing up to compete. They want people who's going to be there and get their product out, okay? Um, new affiliations are happening. Um, and I'm not talking about CrossFit. I'm talking about NC Fit. And now, from what I heard, Invictus is doing as well. Shocker. So I got my money, or my money, I got my email back finally for NC Fix. I sent it out there when they first said they were opening it up. For an affiliate, uh, the charge is $2,000 become an affiliate. They're going to run like L1 seminars and things like that, but they're going to call it something different. Um, they are pushing on full force with this. Evictus now uh, supposedly is going to do the same thing. Does that mean Comp Train's next? I don't know. It could be. That's going to take an incredible amount of energy. If one's going to be successful, it's going to be NC Fit. I don't see Invictus doing it. They have like three or four different gyms already. Uh, Comp Train, uh, he still coaches top-level athletes. I don't, I don't see how he could steamhead that right away. Um, but the cost, $2,000. So if you're an affiliate, Jenna, and you left, and your affiliation was $500, now you're leaving, now it's two grand. A month you're not really going to care because you're probably established but that's a that's fifteen hundred dollars a year extra okay um they state that what's going to be different is going to be more inclusive well you know nc fit is stating they're going to be more inclusive but tell me how crossfit's not inclusive have you ever met anybody has anybody ever come in here and we didn't include them as soon as they walked in the door no no they're they're trying to latch on to gray glassman's tweet acting like that he's racist and that CrossFit's no longer inclusive. And I think that's a shame. That's a shame that Kleep is doing that, and it's going to be a shame if, um, um, gosh darn it, I'm drawing a blank, Victus guy. CJ. CJ's doing it. Um, what is there going to be a fallout from this? Like, meaning, are they going to really put a dent into the CrossFit affiliates? No, I don't think so. Let's say NC Fit gets 1,000 affiliates. I don't even think it will be that much. I don't either. I think it will fail. I think it's going to. I think it's I think it's going to be one of those things. I don't know if it will fail because he's, he's pretty, you know what I mean, he's kind of like a guy who doesn't fail. He doesn't have to have 15,000, mm-hmm. right? But if you take 500 and you times that by 2,000 a year, 
you're making pretty solid money off that, not including all the other stuff that he does. It's just another uh, revenue income or part of uh, income that he can create on the revenue stream. Um, I don't think it's going to make a dent at all. I, I don't think it's going to touch CrossFit. And I just sent someone that I think that the people who did, uh, the people who say they're getting out, I believe that 50% of those are actually going to come back to it. And I forget who I said that to. But anyways, yeah. So I think 50% of that, of the people who said they're going to be out are actually going to come back. So will this impact CrossFit Incorporated at all? I, I, like I said, I don't think it's going to. Um, here's my reason. Um, I said it earlier, Castro seems recharged. Right? He definitely does. I don't know if you've listened to anything he said. He just seems excited again. And I truly believe, like you said, that Greg was restricting him so much from what he wanted to do. And I think that he's finally found someone in the same headspace as him yeah. who still actively CrossFits, who is part of the community, who works out with the community. He actually is a gym owner. He just happens to have a lot of money as well. And I think that he he's maybe found a BFF. It feels <laughs> like that he's found a BFF in all this. And um, – Just read that Nicole Carroll's back as well, right? She was a big part of CrossFit, and her statement is that she wants to be part of this CrossFit future. This was the key word. This mm. mean change, meaning change, meaning yeah. different direction, meaning possibly different standards inside of the community, meaning as far as the sexual harassment stuff is not going to be tolerated. They'll have, you know, I just found this out and I forgot to tell you um, that. They had an HR department because I kind of brought that up last episode. Their HR department has been non-existent since 2013, I believe. Jeez. They got rid of it because the person got fired. <laughs> oh. Yeah. So. Um, that's a sign. That's a huge sign. Um, do you think it's going to pack CrossFit Incorporated at all? What? Or is there going to be, uh, be a massive fallout? No, I think that there's going to be a lot of changes. What changes do you think? Well, hopefully positive ones. <laughs> Way to narrow it down. Um, I don't think CrossFit's negative. I think they There was negative inside of CrossFit yeah, HQ. We're we're but we're not we're not gonna know that. I'm saying, you know, only thing we can talk about is things that we know of. Is it going to affect affiliation costs? Is it going to affect how things are no. ran? Is it going to affect um is there going to be more standards as an affiliation where there's more requirements to open an affiliate? Things like that. The things that we really don't know, are those going to be affected? Um, the next big thing we did, has CrossFit changed or have the people doing CrossFit changed? That was on the Instagram poll. What did you vote? Uh, people changed. Okay. So our vote on that was 61% uh, voted that people changed, 39% that said that CrossFit's changed. Why did you answer it that way? Because I think if those people hadn't said something, whether it was, like, that they were out or that they disagreed, then things would change. Things wouldn't have changed. Okay, so you're saying that because they spoke out that things have changed. 
earlier you said that that wasn't the case. I don't think that the, the way that they did it, I don't think if they said that they were out or not would affect anything. But I think the fact that they said something, I do think that it did. Because I don't think that that podcast would have even come out. That that That's very potential. I think this is kind of the, the direction I was going with when I posed the, the poll. Has CrossFit changed or the people doing CrossFit change? And, and this is my point is that Greg's antics and rawness has never changed. That's not changed from day one. There's nothing has changed from that day that he opened it in 2000 to now. It's always been very aggressive, very bold, very like F you. This is our company. This is our thing. We're not going to bow down to anybody. I don't think that's changed. That didn't change all the way up to where he's no longer owner of the thing that he created and that's my point I think that he hasn't changed CrossFit's mentality hasn't changed the people doing CrossFit's mentality's changed meaning we get new people doing CrossFit you get younger CrossFitters different generation that hasn't been here since the beginning and their social media is definitely from the time that CrossFit started in 2000 to now it's completely exploded yeah I think it, all of that has changed yes sure. absolutely I think I think the people doing CrossFit have changed, and it hasn't been CrossFit that's actually changed. And I think that's because Greg has always represented CrossFit. He doesn't represent me directly, but his his passion, his antics, his he did fight for CrossFit. He did everything he could. He he did fight lawsuits. He did try to hold the standard of other gyms using the CrossFit name and trying to open and steal business from affiliates down the road he did stand up for those people i think he just lost the connection as far as first off you can't do what he did in that work environment second he didn't work out often he didn't see how crossfit actually has evolved he's still living in the time warp of 1995 when he opened it and yeah. it's it's just you can't do that yeah. if we didn't evolve we're doing um 2014 workouts in here that i program when we first opened we're actually i found my first six or eight weeks of programming and we're redoing some of the workouts that we never had done before and um, or that we haven't done since then. And it's just been funny to see some of the things I definitely we've evolved in the weights and some of the movements and the volume. But it's been cool to go back and test them because they still suck. But I think it's because we hit them harder and faster. And through all this, one thing we really haven't talked about and haven't been hearing being talked about is the George George Floyd and the infamous tweet. We brought it up briefly, but our sole focus has been on the sale, the background of CrossFit, all this other stuff, and that's kind of been lost in the fold. I don't hear, I don't see any athletes. Do you still see athletes posting about stuff? No, I don't either. That's kind of annoying. So they're all all about it when everybody was about it. Now that's kind of dying down. Um, they're not seeing them kind of speak up against social injustice. You don't see them saying, hey, I've, I've been in my communities. I'm working with the communities. Someone join me. I've not seen that happen yet. No. Um, now we've been talking about the sex harassment via uh, Glassman. Uh, we, we, without a doubt, think that's completely wrong. Um, but I will say that give him his due process, and more than likely he's guilty, but you just never know, okay? Did this really tarnish CrossFit as a whole, or did it pan out as we expected? You know, Glassman wasn't CrossFit. He's just the guy who created it. You think all this really tarnished cross, CrossFit as a whole, meaning no. his sexual stuff, his the way he treated people, and his tweet? No. Okay. I think some people were talking about that and how that cross, CrossFit has been tarnished. Um, and we got a direct message kind of re- relating to that, and I'll, I'll talk, tap in that later.
So moving forward, why is getting a new leader a good thing and how could it be a bad thing? Um, the good, I put fresh ideas, right? So he's going to bring a new perspective, right? And he's going to have fresh ideas that Greg, he's a current affiliate. He does CrossFit currently. He's been doing CrossFit the last 10 years. He's going to see the He's just going to have, I think, fresh ideas. Do you not? Do you think that or no? Yeah. Um, different mentality. So we were talking about fresh ideas. Have you ever? Okay, I give you an example. When you got when we got out of quarantine, did you have any different ideas how you're going to do your business? Mm, yeah, maybe a little bit. What do you have? What were they? Um, just like the organization stuff I guess like more back end things like even writing things off because I had always like done it Um, like every time I purchase something to write off I would do it right away instead of like doing it monthly and then I, I, th- I don't know for sure but I think I miss more things when I do it if you're the IRS you're She's not really admitting to that. No, I miss things that what I would gain oh, off of. Okay. Like, I'm not writing. Sir, I forget to write things off if I do it, like, at the time instead of doing it monthly and looking back at bank statements. So, like, even though I already go back through bank statements. But anyways, just back-end things is what I would change. So, even though that's not the most ideal fresh idea, that definitely is a fresher idea where you get a chance to step back and reset. I did the same thing in quarantine. Getting fresh ideas can be a positive but just because they're fresh ideas does not mean they're good ideas. So mm-hmm. we can't get lost in that. Different mentality, you know, he could have a different – He, he's not Greg Glassman. He's going to have a different mentality. And you could tell that just even off of the Zoom call. Um, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Do you think CrossFit needs a different mentality? Mm, not really, but maybe I'm – You think Greg's mentality is what CrossFit needed or do you think it needed a different one? I don't think it really affected the day-to-day operation. What I think of CrossFit, right? And maybe it did it at the HQ level. Um, affiliate owners' uh, perspective, meaning he's an affiliate owner, so he have a more perspective um, of what we go through on a daily basis because he's operated a, a gym now for a while and has four hundred members. And then another good is that he's still actively in CrossFit, so. He still does CrossFit. He still works out. He's still part of that. I wonder if that's going to change, though, right? Because you own the company. It's like owning the gym. You know, you work out less when you're an owner. Yeah. You know what I mean? So with him having a 400-member gym, um, I could definitely see that he's definitely – I'm guessing he's paying people to coach classes, so he's probably not coaching classes. He's not involved in that. I can't imagine what the community is, but we'll dig into that. So – um, the bad. Okay. So I'm actually just going to use the things that we just said that were good. Fresh ideas don't mean they're, they will be good ones. Uh, I just kind of said that we got to remember that the grass is not always greener on the other side, that fresh ideas aren't always the best ideas, that, um, new way of thinking is not always the best way of thinking. It's just an option. It really is. It's, Sometimes we're like, think about, um, and this is at a higher level, presidential. Like, we need someone that's going to come in and do X, 
Well, how do you know that that's going to actually benefit everything, right? I mean, just because it's a way of thinking doesn't mean it's the proper way of thinking and that it's actually going to yield positive results, okay? Um, how do you feel about that? Yeah, I agree. Cool. Different mentality. Um, I'd say this was my only concern hearing him talk with Castro. Uh, it takes a clear vision, drive, and steadfastness in a business like this, even in, on the affiliate owner level. So if I if I wasn't like tried and true to the groundwork that was laid from day one, meaning standard, integrity, community, atmosphere, if I, if I wasn't so focused on that throughout this entire process of owning a gym, it would be very easy to deter off of that, okay? So it takes, um, it takes me being an asshole or a dick, right? It takes me saying, hey, we can't do this. I don't care if you've been here six years and you were the first person to sign up. We can't do this in here. Lead by example. That's not what we do. That's not how we do it. It takes me speaking out and holding that stuff and holding people accountable, and I will be the asshole. I will hold the. I'll be steadfast in the direction. Why? Because once that gets out of whack, it screws up the entire atmosphere. The atmosphere gets screwed up. The community gets uh, screwed up. When the community gets screwed up, people start leaving. When people start leaving, the gym closes. All right, and everybody always looks at. And I've always been kind of hammered on like you know it's just it doesn't it's not big that big of a deal every little detail adds up to one big detail so every 100 little details equate to one big detail so i look at every detail that's large i will dissect the shit out of it and i will cover every aspect every base every direction and i will do positive and negative fail and success I will figure it out and I will put together the best detail that I can on that element. So with that said, not everybody does it like that, right? Not everybody has that same thing. They start getting money in their pocket. They just start letting some things go. It's kind of rolling in. Oh, it's not that big a deal anymore. They lose their way. Now they shut down, all right, because they've lost their way. They've lost what created them. They've turned their back on what created them. My concern is that... He's actually going to be a flip-flopper. I don't like flip-floppers. He's going to try to please every affiliate when in reality, he can't do that. You can't please every affiliate. We've just seen people wanted Greg to step down. He stepped down. People wanted Greg then to sell. He sold. Now they went Castro out. So you're not going to please everybody. So when you get someone that is in here, if they're not steadfast and they're not like really driven to maintain that direction – they're going to get derailed and they're going to be picked apart by these piranhas. That's in, that's owning just a CrossFit gym right here on a single affiliate level. I can't imagine being over 15,000 of them and having, you know, just like the email that was back and forth with Greg and that one crazy chick from Seattle, like how condescending she was and how just, she's just trying to pick a fight because she wasn't getting her way. You're going to have people just like that trying to derail you and trying to throw you off. And they're going to be pissed. They're going to speak out. They're going to talk smack because they're going to disagree with something someone said about you that said about, you know, it's just hearsay. He said, she said bullshit. I mean, unfortunately, I've been part of several gyms and a lot, every gym that I've been a part of minus this one has had 
backstabbing, shit-talking, controversy, malicious, ill intent to bring down a specific person just out of spite. Mm-hmm. And it's they've all been like that. And I know gyms, they're still like that. I know owners, I know owners that are still like that because they're not changing. I'm the anomaly because I don't I don't get along with those type of people, and I'll tell those people to get the fuck out of my way and leave me alone. I don't have to be a part of them. Their community does not make my community. I don't support when they talk to people like that. I don't support backstabbing. I don't support people getting a hold of me that's an affiliate owner talking smack about another affiliate owner. I I call them out and just say, look, man, just leave me out of the shit. Period. I don't want to be a part. I don't. I'm not part of that. He's going to struggle with that, and I think that seems like his demeanor that. He knows he's coming into something that's been established, and I think that's going to be harder for that's hard for anybody. It'd be like me leaving this gym, going into another gym, and establishing my roots. Yeah. Wow. Let's say it's a messed up place. HQ sounds messed up. Not saying that you know he's going to rub some people the wrong way. There's going to be other people that leave now because he's going to have certain mandates. So, could it be good? Yes. Could it be bad? Absolutely. His affiliate perspective, um, his and mine are completely different. He has 400 plus athletes or members in his gym where uh, most gyms are 100 or less. Okay. A lot of gyms are 100 or less. The community is totally different, right? Imagine four times the amount of people here. What type of community are we going to have? Is it going to be as close knit? Is that possible? I don't think so, but that's just me. It's, I don't think it is possible. And why don't I think it's possible? Because I've talked to a lot of members that are part of 200, just 200 plus member gyms. They don't know anybody. They have a couple, a couple people they know. They have their groups, but they don't ever get together and support the one cause. Mm-hmm. And unless it's Murph or it's once, you know, one of those type of workouts, that's the only time they get together. And that's what people say. They don't have the community that we have, but we also have a lot less people. When you get over 120, 130 people, it's very hard to have a tight-knit community. It really is because it's just – it's in and out. It's – there's not a lot of room. You know, I don't, you can have a huge facility, but it's just really hard. If you don't establish that and maintain that from day one to day, whatever we're at here, 1,800, 1,900, 2,000 here at CrossFit Access, if you don't maintain that every single day – then it's going to fall apart. Um, so I don't think that his perspective is going to equal mine. Does he? Can he relate to my gym? That's my question. That's where I've always felt that HQ has always failed, is they could not relate to my gym. Mm-hmm. They couldn't. Um, what we I would like. Uh, what would we like to see done differently with new leadership? What would you? Is there anything you'd like to see? Does this even directly affect you as far as what you would like to see done with new leadership? Or not? I mean... As a competitor and as a cross... Like, just an everyday crossfitter. Not really. I think, obviously, just not being a pervert. (laughs) That was the only thing that really bothered me. Yeah. I don't care if Greg was an asshole. uh, As long as he wasn't, like, mistreating his people in such a terrible way. Everything would be fine. Okay. Um, Different leadership. What I would like to see. Um... It's not going to happen, but I think there should be a, a higher standard to start a CrossFit gym. The biggest knock on CrossFit is the um, 
it being dangerous, right? Everybody always lumps CrossFit and being dangerous. And there's some gyms out there, and, and I know of some that are definitely dangerous, and it's because they don't put the time into teaching proper movement patterns. And I'm not talking about a damn air squat. I'm talking about with the barbell, right? Um, and even sometimes you see squats are all messed up, like hip shooting back, lower rounded back. And this is on a working set, not on a max. Like sometimes that can happen on a max. We've all had some bad max lifts in our life, but on a working set, just improper position, knees caving in dramatically, chest touching the thighs, just horrible things. They shouldn't even be under that barbell and it's a working percentage. Um, I think that's the biggest knock is that when you're as an owner, you know, Jenna could literally, and she has a lot of experience, but she could go get an L1 this next weekend, open her gym. And um, she would definitely be light years ahead of the person who is doing their cro- a CrossFit workout for the very first time. And I think that's, I think there, I would like to see a certain amount of hours that you've CrossFitted at a gym, not at home, at a gym. And I think that the, you should have your L2 at minimum to open a CrossFit gym. And here's why. You could take the L1 one weekend and two weeks later take the L2. But I think there should be a time to where you've taken your L1. I think you should have a, say it's eight to 12 month period of time to take your L2. And then once you take your L2 and you pass that, because I'm telling you L2 is nothing crazy awesome, but at least you're showing commitment. You're showing commitment that, hey, They've crossfitted for a thousand hours because for the L3, you have to maintain, you have CEs you have to do. You have to coach for so many hours. You have certain things you have to hit to maintain your level three every single thing. It's every year. And, um, I would like to see that this person has a thousand hours of CrossFit. It's signed off by the owner. Okay. It's submitted. You can sit for your L, go to your L1 and sit for it from the L1 point to the L2 point, And there needs to be a one year pr- period of doing CrossFit, and then once you complete your L2, I would like you to be able to open a gym. Now, 15,000 affiliates times, okay, not everybody pays 3,000. Let's say everybody average pays $2,000 on average. That's a lot of money, right? Are you going to slow the growth of an affiliate owner? Absolutely. Are we about quantity? Do we want to get to 100,000 affiliates, or do we want maybe... 40,000 really good ones mm-hmm. where CrossFit across the board is not dangerous. It's not even in that, it's not even being spoken in that same light anymore in that same sentence. The quality of trainers are up because the quality owners are up. When your when your ownership is at a higher quality level, okay, they're going to have higher expectations for their trainers. When their trainers are now held to a certain expectation, okay, the quality of your members go go up. Now, the quality of your coaching goes up. You have quality members. They move safely more often. Your prehab, rehab, mobility, flexibility, stability is being ingrained into these people. Now their movement patterns are greater. They're in stronger positions, longer periods of time. That's what we need, in my personal opinion. That's what I would like to see. I would like to see a huge emphasis on that. Um, and I would love to see those guidelines. Changes as an owner, I think that just kind of goes into what I just said right there. Um, the One of the biggest things that we just had, we put up, and it kind of caught me off guard a little bit, and that is, is CrossFit dead? That was our, our last poll. Would you vote? No. 
Why'd you vote no? Because it's not. We're still doing everyday things. And I've said like a million times that like Greg or HQ never defined CrossFit. Like Mm -hmm. what goes on in here is what goes on here and what goes on in each gym. Do I think that it can affect it somewhat? Yes. I mean, look what taking regionals away and like how the open was. So it does affect it somewhat, but. I'm glad you said that because I've completely forgot to bring that up. Do you think there's a direct connection to the a lot of these athletes who had the regionals taken away and they know Greg was part of that and the games completely got revamped and that there were national champions and not the top whatever, that the whole format of games was taken away, the CrossFit Instagram was taken away, the games Instagram was taken away, all social media was shut down. Do you think that they have hatred towards him because of that? I'm sure. Because you know how it is. Like You got all this animosity. We were kind of talking about this with another situation, but a lot of pinned up hate and anger and then every any opportunity you get no matter how big or small you're ready to pounce on it yeah i truly believe that so um we had 100 over 130 votes on this one 89 percent said no crossfit's not dead 11 percent said yes so that was roughly 14 people said yes on that one so i asked the people who said crossfit is dead to shoot me a dm because i'm interested on why they thought CrossFit was dead. And um, here's a response. I answered yes, but I would like to retract. I think CrossFit will be dead if they don't start giving back more to their affiliates. Right now, they get paid for their name. What a genius business model. They get to thousands of dollars for the... They get to thousands of dollars. They get thousands of dollars for the name and for their certifications, and they give literally nothing back. No programming, no support, especially during COVID-19, nothing. And affiliates are finally realizing they're getting the short end of the stick. All right. What do you think about that? Um, I don't really have an opinion. Okay. Um, as an owner, um, they give nothing back. I, I, I said that for a long time i get two i got two emails a year from crossfit one at six months and one at the one year six months hey how you doing make sure everything's all right it's generic bullshit uh the one year hey uh like two weeks out three weeks out hey your you know yearly dues coming up on the the, i'm glad everything's going great that's it that's all i ever got from crossfit but that's okay that doesn't bother me i don't want anything from crossfit i got their name Mm mm-hmm People are underplaying their name. CrossFit is a big deal. And here's the example I brought up to someone. People will say, I don't know why you you would just pay for the name. And I look back at members that have joined looking for CrossFit that we have currently and how, how close we are. Okay. Now, if CrossFit wasn't in the name, and they were looking for CrossFit, they would have never found our gym. We wouldn't have had friendships for four years plus. We wouldn't have these memories and these these interactions for the last four years. Yeah. That means a lot to me. That's more that that means so much more to me than three one person that I can be like that with is worth three thousand dollars a year to me. One person, not a slew of them. Now I can't imagine if we cut the CrossFit name out and people that were looking for CrossFit 
turned away from our gym and they were just like those people. And now we can have more of those type of people in our lives. How many people will we shut out because they were looking for CrossFit, but now we're excess fitness, but they want a CrossFit gym. So yes, the name $3,000 a year, that's nothing. Do the math per day. It's nothing. We spend more on stupid shit, cable or other small things throughout the year that mean a lot less than that friendship, that relationship that we get with these people, these experiences like we just had with the Canaan event, like coming together, raising money for an awesome kid, and um, that was part of our gym. I would have never known Canaan. Pat wouldn't have joined here. He's looking for a CrossFit gym. I would have never known Kane. We wouldn't just held this event. We didn't hold this event. There wouldn't be a way to raise all this money to donate. You know, last year it was over $5,000 donated to buy Legos. Bought $5,000 worth of Legos. That's a lot of Legos and donating to Children's Hospital. So all those kids would not have got one set of Legos if not, if we were not a CrossFit gym. That to me, worth $3,000. Um as far as giving nothing back, uh, as far as programming, I don't want CrossFit's programming. I think they still put their programming out on .com, yeah. so you can still get that. Um, I think if you're following .com, it's okay to switch it up, but I think there's better things out there now. Um, CrossFit programming hasn't evolved, but I don't think that simple is always the is the worst. There's time the simplest workout, Fran. Mm-hmm. I found out that Gary Glassman did Fran when he was in high school. He puked, went and got his friend down the street, had him do it, and then brought it back into CrossFit when actually it, and made it a benchmark when he started naming female workouts. Um, and nothing during COVID-19. Uh, I would, that's my biggest rebuttal. Uh, COVID-19, they actually, I, I was con- contacted religiously by CrossFit HQ. I got more emails from CrossFit HQ during COVID-19 than I did over three years, the last three years with him. Uh, they offered, because our affiliate fee was coming up in May, they offered to postpone that. Then they actually even took off one month of that, what that would be, and prorated it. I didn't even ask for that. They did it. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, another one we got was, I think CrossFit is dead because after the Rona hit, I believe more people realized they could work out from home and not have to pay a pricey membership fee. I think cross I think CrossFit gyms will struggle unless they were either well established and have a strong faithful following or they have to offer more than just CrossFit slash functional fitness classes. I'm not sure what more is, but I think how I think now that people have had CrossFit tainted, it is easier to see other possible negatives that could be associated with it. I could see the local box disappearing due to garage gyms being so easy to build now too. A one-time pricey fee to purchase the equipment you want and have it right at your home instead of a monthly payment having to drive to a gym and having to drive to a gym. What do you think about that one? I don't. Well, I feel differently, obviously. I think that the... um, During the coronavirus, I think we covered it briefly, and that was since it lasted so long, more people figured out that they didn't like to work out alone inside their home, inside the garage. And we gave them the equipment to do that. We gave them the programming to that. Now, take away the, the programming. Take away the community that they have here 
okay? And the only other one you have is really street parking. And people were finding that they weren't liking that near as much, and they could not get back to it. We've not lost one person that said, you know, I'm not going to do my membership anymore, and I'm just going to buy equipment and work out at home. It was actually the opposite. They did not want to work out alone anymore at home with their equipment. Um, I think the people that do that, though, don't have an issue with CrossFit. They have an issue with ownership. Okay. So what do you mean? Like the people that are quitting CrossFit, they don't have an issue with CrossFit because they're still doing CrossFit movements. They right. just have an issue with what's going on inside of their gym or maybe schedules. But most of the time, I think you can probably, if it means enough to you and the community means enough to you, you'll find a way. So. Well, yeah, that actually makes a pretty good point because if, if you're buying the equipment, it has really nothing to do with you know, a pricey membership fee because you could be paying five grand to get everything up front, four grand to get everything up front, uh, potentially. Um, that's a couple years of membership right there. You're not just, what are you, what are they paying for though? Are they, are you just paying for equipment or are you paying for community? Are you paying for someone to program for you? Are you paying, you're paying for all of those things. It's not just, it's not just a price of the work. It's not just for the the equipment. Yes, I agree. Um, Uh, local boxes disappearing due to garage gyms. I, garage gyms have been blowing up a lot. Um, honestly, it, it, I haven't seen it affect me um, because actually I see the opposite. I see people who have been doing the garage gym thing. They're actually joining gyms because they're tired of being stuck because you're only going to be so good when you're teaching yourself and you're watching YouTube videos on how to do something. You're not getting correction and constant feedback. You're only going to be so good. And actually, I see people joining gyms that were only garage gym athletes. Um, are there some? Yeah, there's going to be outliers. But the coronavirus, I think, you know, like I said, the length actually did a positive. If it was a lot less half the time, I could potentially see an issue with that because it's fresh and new. Um, if you've been at our gym for five years, now all of a sudden you have this freedom and it's fresh and new. Yeah, you could potentially do that. But I think that just wears off because I've worked out alone and I don't care to work out by myself and it's not for everybody, that's for sure. But some people like it. So I uh, appreciate that. Um, as far as it being dead, I said no. Um, CrossFit's not dead. Okay, people are starting to come back. That Nicole Chick's coming back. Uh, other people started to come back. People are going to continue to come back. Why? Because there's new leadership and, and they love it and there's nothing else like it. NC Fit's not going to offer anything. This USA Functional Fitness is not going to even compare to what CrossFit or CrossFit Games is. It's just impossible. They weren't even getting a huge draw prior to this, let alone not everybody's not going to rush to that affiliation. CrossFit has been around forever. CrossFit Games has been around forever. It is established. It's not going anywhere. You got the one person actually that was stopping the CrossFit Games. He's no longer part of it. You bring regionals back, you're going to make everybody happy. You bring the Super Regionals back, you may make everybody happy, the fans and the competitors. Now, you just kind of reset, go back to your roots, do it that way, F the Sanctionals, let the Sanctionals exist, but just don't let them have CrossFit in their name unless they want to pay a fee, but there's no direct, I don't think you make a direct uh, games invite through them. Um, that was Greg's idea, being inclusive, and I don't think it was Dave's, in my opinion. So, uh, CrossFit's not dead. I'm not dead. It's not going anywhere. Um, 
Not only that, but like, how many people know who Jason Klepa is? <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Like, if you said like Katrin or Tia Toomey or Matt Fraser, like yeah. those people, but how many people actually? I mean, even listening, like, I feel like there's a lot of newish people, but he's kind of older. Like, he's an OG. He yeah, was, like, yeah. A lot of people don't even know who that is anymore. No, you're absolutely. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I mean, it's he has been around for a very long time, and they may not even know who or what NC Fit is because that's a lot of West Coast. Now, I've seen people are starting to do their programming online, sort of like Comp Train, but you're still talking about a small percentage of, of people. So, um, yeah, he'll pull some, but, you know, CrossFit's here. And I really think the vibe that I'm getting from Dave Castro and his he's posted on Instagram a lot more now where he kind of hid with when Greg did his thing. Um, I just think the game season, I don't even like – I don't care about the game season, but I do. I think it was cool, a cool process. I like the sanctionals, and I think you keep those. Just don't make them tight in. But if you can bring regionals back and you can go to Columbus and we can see some people that we know and just kind of – biggest thing I liked about it is you guys see a lot of people you don't get to see a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, you go to regionals and you see people you get to compete with or against – um, often well, in a different setting where you're there cheering and not competing. Yeah. It's just a different, like, it's a different mentality. You're there to kind of hang out. You're not there. You're not worried about your food. Well, not it's wor- like going to a sporting event. It is just like that. And we get people who we typically don't get to see the Catrins or whoever's in, you know, mm-hmm. the Frazier coming here, um, being in Tennessee, you know, he'd be part of that, you know, Froning's and his team being part of, you know, Froning's always been around here though, but to be able to see that, I think would be pretty cool um, to bring back, and maybe they'll just hit the reset button on that, do introduce some new things. Um, but other than that, just let CrossFit do its fucking thing, and that is keep the classes coming, introduce it to new people, get people off the fucking couch and in the gym, um, and get that social media ramp back up. And I think that's the biggest thing we're going to see is that social media game is going to go on a whole nother point because that's what this dude is. He's a marketing guru from what I've read. I think you're going to take – the social media is going to go on another effing level. And I think that's something that we need as a CrossFit gym, something – they have more reach across the entire nation, right? Mm-hmm. And if they can reach someone that is doing something in the garage and they're bored of it, but they're moving to the Dayton area and they see what CrossFit is – and they come to the Dayton area, now they can Google CrossFit gyms near me. And then they can make the selection within that affiliates that are offered within that, you know, area, the territory that they're in now. I think that's going to be huge. So uh, other than that, I don't have anything. We've got our Patreons. Um, but before we do that, guys, make sure you subscribe if you could. Subscribing on Apple Podcasts is huge. Um, and if you're not listening through Apple Podcasts, subscribe whatever platform you're on whether it's Podbean, Google Play, whatever it is, it helps us out tremendously. It allows us to reach new people. Um, it keeps our ranking up so we're visible to new people. It's analytics, right? You know, we've got to be visible. But please do that and like and share our episodes. Um, would really love you to share any episode that was impactful to you and tag someone that maybe it could affect. But let's get to our Patreons, which we just found out Gareth <laughs> – yeah, Gareth just now got his <laughs> package, which was sent. Actually, I sent him a little bit before June 1st, so it, it took almost a month 
for him to get it, which is abnormal. It normally takes him like a week and a half, maybe, <laughs> all the way in Australia. Poor Isn't that Gareth. nuts, dude? Like, think about this. We can we could send Gareth like a message. We could call him, but when we want to ship a package, it literally still takes a month. Yeah. Well, and so if if I understand this correctly, they open. Yeah, for customs. The, yeah, for customs. So they like I always thought that they just send it through the thing, but they actually open it and like look yeah, through it. They have to. So um, I think just with the coronavirus stuff, it is a little bit different, and also way more expensive to ship because a plane ticket for it is a little bit more <laughs> more now than it was before. But yeah, that's pretty cool. So you got the next ones coming out, right? July. Yep. Yep. We have uh, a little surprise in there i am so excited about this it's not it's not it's a cool it's really cool it's not like a huge item but it's just cool and it's i feel like people want them and we have two for sale we have two left yeah we have two left over that are for sale sweet so for our swag box people um david lukegrop jerry richardi gareth crowther natasha bowling meg mayhem and jamie metcalf and then and then we have. You ever watch that movie? What is that from? Because like. And then, if you say and then one more time, yeah, and then and then and then, um, dude, you, dude, where's my car? Oh, uh, okay. Um, these are our other peeps that have donated monthly. Um, Stephen Liptak, Monica Christian, Adam Bowen. Ryan Burgai, Brody Mays, Michelle Rowell, and last but not least, Rick Terry. I don't know if I said it on the last podcast, but um, probably so. What? But I got to take pictures of Rick's wife. Um, She's a photographer in Columbus, so... I got to take pictures of her and actually meet Rick Terry for the first time in person since you guys didn't invite me to your pizza thing um, where other people came and I was not invited. So, um, well, I was told I couldn't come. Anyways, I got to meet Rick, <laughs> I got to meet Rick Terry in person. So, like I was talking about with Glassman, when you get someone that has this pin-up pin aggression, yep. this was two years ago. Yep. <laughs> Two years ago, yeah. bro. So, it wasn't cool. It wasn't malicious. Mm-hmm. Trust me. Right. We know that you and food are like, what's the office people? Dwight and, which I just started the office finally. Yeah, way to go. Way to get hip with it eight years later. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm out. I appreciate it. I uh, appreciate the support. Um, good review. That'd be cool. And... Um, talk shit to Jenna. Send me a message and I'll pass it on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Peace. Bye. Bye.